0: Hallelujah! Uh, bless God for another time like this. I actually I was I was you know discussing with one of my friends from a church, you know we were just talking about some things going on in church and all, and while we were wrapping up the conversation, I, a phrase began to jump at me. Um... There was a day they were gathered in the upper room. There was a day they were gathered in the upper room. And then I had had a, had a leading to to do this very, very, very sharp recording. And, you know, release it tomorrow or today, that which is Christmas Day. So uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year in advance. And one, 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 one thing that makes me believe without a doubt that this is going to be a point of blessing for someone out there is that everything that needed to be done for this recording to be possible just began to come into place. There was an an uncontrolled noise in the area and then when I settled down finally, and said, okay, Father, I want to record this thing now. It just stopped. So I believe strongly that God, God, God is sending this message out there to someone. As Holy Ghost, we ask that you come and help us and take us beyond the language and the letters into the understanding and realization of the truth. Interpret these words to us, Lord, and let us see you, let us know you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So very quickly, we are going to be looking at the Holy Spirit. We are going to be looking at the Holy Ghost. Turn your you can turn your Bibles with me to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. He says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, verse 2, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. I'm going to read that verse two in the message translation. And um it says okay. The first thing he said was, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only or did you also embrace him with your heart? Did he get inside you? And then they replied, We've never even heard of that. A Holy Spirit God within us from this verse alone we can see we can see okay that um the definition one of some definitions of the holy spirit is what or taking the holy spirit rather is what not only taking him into your mind but also embracing him with your heart accepting the holy spirit is getting god on your inside that is having god within you so the holy spirit is god within you is god within me The Holy Spirit is God at work in you, is God at work in me. God on earth and God in action. From Genesis to Malachi, we saw manifestation of God the Father. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, we saw Jesus our Lord. And then from Acts till now, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And when the Lord Jesus was living, which is a scripture we are still going to look at in the book of Mark, he said, it is to your advantage that I go because the Holy Spirit will come. And Jesus, as we know, is omniscient. The all-knowing God is then saying something is to your advantage. It will not now be a sign of wisdom for you to neglect the advantage that he has given you. So he's God on earth and God in action. And from what Paul has said, receiving the Holy Ghost means embracing God with your heart. The Holy Ghost was never intended to operate With you from a far position or from a far end is meant to be involved in every area and aspect of your life. We are going to look at John chapter 16, verse 7. This verse that we're about to read now, John 16, verse 7, is where we are going to take about seven seven dimensions of the operation of the Holy Spirit. Because it cannot everything cannot we can't fit it into this one recording. So over a series of recordings. Over a series of sessions, we are going to look at this this one topic, John chapter 16, verse 7. He says, KJV, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now I'm going to read that in Amplified Classic because it is from that version that many of the things we'll be looking at are going to come out from. He says, However, I am telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counsellor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. The later part of that scripture says to be in close fellowship with you. The verse shows us seven functions that the Holy Spirit plays in the life of every believer, which we are going to be looking at. But today we are just going to take three. Number one, comforter. The Bible word paraklete, P-A-R-A-C-L-E-T-E, comes from the Greek word parakletos, P-A-R-A-K-L-E-T-O-S. Parakletos means one who is called alongside, one who intercedes on our behalf. The function of the Holy Ghost as comforter is the one that provides strength and reassurance to believers in times of need, when they are discouraged, when they feel down. Praise God. The word parakletos is multifaceted as it covers a number of functions of the Holy Spirit as we see in the book of John. Parakletos also means helper. It also means advocate. And those are the next two functions that we saw in that verse that we are going to look at. From the text, number two, helper. Romans, chapter eight, verse 26. Romans, chapter eight, verse 26. And it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Another translation says the spirit take take another translation of that that scripture is take hold together. So he here infirmities it he takes hold together with us against our infirmity, against our weakness. Remember, we said one of the definitions of Paracletus is one that is called alongside. So the Holy Ghost with you, the Holy Ghost alongside you, against that infirmity or against that weakness is helping you. You cannot do it on your own. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Permit me to digress a bit. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. yes. They are made mighty through God. Those weapons in themselves don't have the power, but through God, they are mighty. A bullet alone cannot kill a man but a bullet in a gun can make a difference. And then that gun in the hand of a robber is different from a gun in the hand of a policeman. So what I want you to take away from this is allow yourself to be trained the right way and make sure you stay in the hand of the right one. For you, To make impact in your world, in your way. Have intimacy and fellowship with the right things, with divine things. Intimacy with God will birth accuracy. Accuracy will birth impact. Intimacy with the things of the world or the flesh will eventually birth disaster and chaos and disorder. So let's come back to what we are looking at. Before leaving that verse... Romans before even that Romans 8 26 the verse says we know not what to pray for as we ought meaning we can know what we can know what to pray for is it possible yes you can know what to pray for fine but pray by yourself in your own understanding and in your own strength you will not pray the full measure of scope on such a matter so what to do is then to step aside and allow the holy ghost to help you let him help you pray the will and mind of the father it doesn't water down the place or the role of praying in playing your understanding. Paul said, I will pray in the Spirit and I will pray in understanding also. He said, I will sing in the Spirit and I will sing in understanding also. That's First Corinthians 14, 15. But let's go to 1 Corinthians 14, 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. I'm going to read it in Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my understanding is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. He says, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me. As a result of the Holy Spirit within me, because of the Holy Spirit within me. So the Holy Spirit helps us pray. Number three, advocate. An advocate is one that offers independent support to those who feel they are not being had and to ensure they are taken seriously and that their rights are being respected. So the Holy Ghost ensures that your rights as a believer is respected and taken seriously. God is the owner of all and he has given us the gift of the Holy Ghost to act as our advocate. So the Holy Ghost makes sure that we are taken seriously and our rights are respected. What are your rights as a child of God? They are given to you in scripture. Healing is your right. Success is your right. Prosperity is your right. Failure is not your right. So you are a stranger to failure. And then the Holy Ghost, God within you, ensures that those rights come to pass, even in your absence. The Lord said his name is Jehovah Shammah, the God that is always there. Before you get there, he's there. Where you are there, he's there. When you live, he's there. And where you cannot get to, he will be there for you. So make sure that He advocates for you to make sure that your right is respected. This way we are going to end for this one, and I pray that the Spirit of God will help us as we go through these seven functions or seven roles of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and after going through this, we won't just minimize won't minimize the role or the function of the Holy Spirit in our lives and will take full advantage of what God will do within us through us by the help of the Holy Spirit. So, why, why, why do we need the Holy Spirit? I mean, so, uh, I mean before, before, before the Holy Spirit came, they were already casting out devils. They were already healing the sick. They were already raising the dead. The blind saw. The deaf had the deaf dumb spoke. The lame, they walked. But there was a day they were gathered in the upper room. And then the Holy Ghost came upon them. And the book of Acts says you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. That power to be a witness of the, of the, of the resurrection, of, the, of salvation, that power to be a witness of Jesus Christ cannot come except the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And I pray that God is going to help us all in Jesus' name. God bless you and see you next time.